1: Welcome back to another episode of the Guys and Ties podcast. We're back. I'm joining Dustin this week, and this is our first like kind of real slash
0: normal episode we've had in a little bit. It's been like so, three weeks. So welcome back, guys. Yeah, because we had that weird live podcast, which was fun, but kind of weird. <laughs> unique. And then, unique. And then last weekend, it was the no one because I was on vacation and Rob was buried alive in work. And then... Uh, Dustin came back on on Thursday for a 20 minute segment, which was also kind of weird because I was just talking by myself for like it was 20 a good minutes. episode. It was I fine. It. it was okay, but it's no real there's no guy. it was only one yeah. guy. Having one guy in one tie is not great. So <laughs> okay. we're back. we're two guys and two ties and we are gonna talk some basketball first and I think we're we'll get to some football updates later and uh, we'll we'll just have some fun today. We're gonna see what happens and we're gonna talk about some stuff. But first, Louisville loses to Virginia yesterday, which is Saturday. Today is Sunday. And we win 60, a couple points. Sixty eight by seventy three. We win by five points. So closer than the first one obviously. And Louisville really came to play today. And Rob, I know that you weren't able to watch all of it, but what what you saw, what did you see? Yeah, yeah.
1: Now story of my life is watching <laughs> basketball games from my computer screen. But uh I get by. I get by. So No, I mean, it was it was a good game. And, you know, at this point, like it's so you don't want to read too much in any game just because season's pretty much done. You know, the regular season is done. Mm -hmm. So um, I did like that. I don't know if I like that we were down, but I like that we battled back. I like that we got contributions from guys that, you know, we don't always, you know, J. Hop three for three from three. You know, Braxton Key, not his best game, but he did hit that go ahead three in the corner. Mm-hmm. But I was I'm sure we'll talk about the obvious story is Ty Jerome. Yeah. Ty Jerome played awesome. You know, 24 points, six assists, two steals, four rebounds and 39 minutes. I mean, this was Ty Jerome's game and he's he looks ready. He looks ready for <laughs> ACC <laughs> NCAA tournament.
0: He's uh, he he's locked in. And I really like I mean, he was driving the ball. He was putting it up. He was pulling up for mid-range jumpers and he just looked locked in he was ready to go especially and this was important on the day that deandre really looked off he only had deandre only had nine points on three of 13 shooting so not a great day for him but certainly we needed ty's lift after deandre was not able to bring what he usually does to the table mm-hmm. yeah and you know it's it is what it is, and then
1: that's the, kind of the beauty of having three really good players, you know, Ty Jerome, Kyle Guy, and DeAndre Hunter, and, like, this wasn't a Syracuse performance where everyone was just lights out, but it was kind of a gritty performance, and Ty Jerome was pretty lights out, you know? Mm-hmm. He played really well. Kyle Guy was, I would call it a gritty performance, hit some threes that mm-hmm. were open, and that was good. I love the offensive rebound he got towards the end, get mm-hmm. that offensive rebound in the paint, put back in the layup. That was awesome. And DeAndre Hunter didn't have his best game, but that's okay. You know, it's it might not be okay in a couple weeks when we really need all our guys to step up for mm-hmm. what I think is going to be a really, really fun run. Um, but it was good enough against Louisville. And, you know, one game at a time, and now we're ready for ACC
0: tournament. Yeah, going back to Kyle, I mean, he led us in rebounds this game. He had six rebounds. So I, that, it kind of goes to show, like, how good this team is in so many different ways, you know? like Kyle's our leading rebounder. He's 62. Yeah. <laughs> on a good day. Like he it says he's 62. And he's not a big guy. You know, he's kind of small mm-hmm. and he he led the team in rebounds. So yeah. that's just kind of the, the game that this was where everyone was doing different stuff and you know, we we just kind of found a way to put together even though we were down, we were up at halftime. Uh we were down by uh we were down by 6 with about 10 minutes to go in the in the second half. But we clawed and scraped our way back and it was a good win. Yep. I really enjoyed watching this team come back from a deficit and you know, we were able to come back.
1: Yeah. And I like the like diversity of options we had too. Like obviously mm-hmm. Ty Jerome was the guy. But, mm-hmm. you know, Jay Huff three for three from three, you know, that can't be understated. That was big. Some of them were big late. Like Kyle Guy hits uh a three to get us within one. You mm-hmm. know, Braxton Key, the corner three to take the lead i think Jay huff had another three afterwards where he'd like helped us extend the lead you know mm-hmm. there's a lot of ways we can score and like kihei I, made a three kihei yeah <laughs> Ki- <laughs> i missed that because it wasn't on espn yet yeah it was
0: oh, it was that early was um, yeah I, I was i was trying to find it because the stupid kansas team wouldn't yeah. win it, i'd like
1: turn on the, it was like
0: not even the under four timeout when it was like time for our game to take and then the stupid espn app wouldn't even show the game yeah it, it took a while i hate Anyway, yeah. Anyway, but Kihei, <laughs> Kihei, uh, it was it was a it was a good three. He he just sank it. Uh, he had a good game. Ki- speaking Kehay, he was uh, two of three from the field. He only had one assist. He had no turnovers though, which was good. Two fouls. He played really good defense mm-hmm. on um, on whoever he was guarding. He was guarding different people at different times. Sometimes it was uh, Ryan McMahon. Sometimes it was four. Sometimes it was Sutton. So he was on a bunch of different guys, but he was able to sometimes it was Cunningham. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he was just all over the place and he was able to really, he was getting under the skin of the ball handlers, mm-hmm. which and, is great.
1: And one thing like it, it happened in this game and it's kind of, you know, as we kind of get a little more like broader, I guess, and whatever our discussion topics, Uh, you know, one thing I want to talk about. So it was senior day for Jack Salt, which, you know, we love Jack Salt, but one, <laughs> one trend that's kind of interesting, don't laugh. <laughs> you uh, didn't sound very convincing <laughs> when you
0: said that. You were like, we love Jack Salt. <laughs> It's, i love it's our jack official salt. stance of the podcast that we love jack salt <laughs> i love jack salt i mean he he's good at what he does yeah he's good at what he does yeah he, he's he's good at fouling people so they don't make a basket he um he can jump high and he, strong he did have a really good clean block. he did have that that was a good block. He good clean block he uh he had one clanker like go off the backboard yeah. and he went for that hook okay <laughs> it was bad but you know he he does what he does and he only had 11 minutes on his senior day. I was hoping he was going to be able to come back in at the end, but mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, no. But he he's been a lot to this program Yeah. over the years. He's been through the good times. I said this on Thursday. He's been through the good times and the bad times. And uh, it's going to be weird next year not seeing him because he's he's played all four of the years that he's been eligible to play. Yeah. Uh, and he's been here for five years, so it seems like he's been here for freaking ever it was kind of like devin mm-hmm. yeah you know, it's gonna be like jay yeah in, for real two for real. years it's, jay's gonna be like wow he's been here forever <laughs> but yeah jack's come a long way and we're gonna miss him yeah no not where i was trying to go with this Sorry but I, I, I did was... just
1: think of this that they jeff white had an article on uh francisco cafaro uh-huh. and he's an, i mean he's yeah. gonna be the jack salt 2.0 you know kind of the big he's a banger you know rem protector it was mm-hmm. interesting they were talking about him and apparently super physical you know he had Like knee or leg surgery so he's redshirting and when he does he is able to play at practice a little bit he's hurt his back so he's kind of in and out so i mean he's he's kind of the next man up in that jack salt type role so we'll see what he can do yeah but where i was ultimately going with this (laughs) is i wanted to talk about minutes trends and just kind of the evolution of this team over the second half of the acc Mm -hmm. season because jack salt hasn't played more than 13 minutes since February 9th against Duke where he played 23 minutes. Mm-hmm. His minute trends after that 10 minutes, 13, 13, 5, 12, 8, 13 and 11. Jack Salt hasn't played that much, yeah. you know. And he started I think most of those games. Uh-huh. But then you look at the opposite, you look at Jay Huff, especially the last uh the last 5 games. Yeah. 17 minutes, 17, 17, 18 and then 13 against Louisville, but mm-hmm. those 13 were pretty good minutes against Louisville. Really so good minutes. yeah. It's it's interesting and I think good for this team that you know, we're kind of, you know, with all due respect to Jack, you know, offense wins in the, in the NCAA tournament. Right. Like I think star players matter. Like I 100% believe that when it gets to the NCAA tournament, when the lights are shining, that star power wins. Yeah. And Jay Huff has a little bit more of that than Jack Salt. So. A little bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I do want to say that, you know, as Jay's defense has gotten better over the year, he's kind of stolen those minutes a little bit and Mamadi too Mamadi's also been taking those minutes yep. away from Jack and uh having both of uh those you know Jay had 13 minutes yesterday Mamadi had 17 Jack had 11 uh it's interesting to see that most of the game yesterday we only had one of those guys on the floor at a time mm-hmm. just based on what Louisville's bring bringing to the table but usually they were only playing one big man and they were playing a you know a center of four and then three guards usually uh their their center malik williams he had 12 points so he he was doing pretty good early and their other guy enoch uh was doing all right as well he had eight points but we usually only had one of our big guys on the floor at a time and Mm -hmm. i think that it was it was probably we matched up a lot better that way because we were able to have braxton and deandre on at the same time for a lot of the game um you know ty and kyle and kihei can all match up really well too so it was a it was a good thing. And also one thing I noticed is that Tony started to substitute Jay and Mamady for defense and offense. Yeah. Yeah, especially at the end. Especially at the end which I really liked because Jay is great on offense. He's better on defense, but he's still not there. There was mm-hmm. one time where he just like took out Kyle yeah. on a on a um on a hedge and the guy just like went straight in for a layup <laughs> and then Tony yanked him right after that. <laughs> Uh, but and Momdi, of course, is much better at that. But Jay is coming a long way, and so I think we're gonna see a lot more of him in the tournaments, in the ACC and the NCAA coming up. I- I'm sure that Jack will start. Yeah, still, he's still the tone setter. He's the tone setter. He's the 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 screen setter. He is the the tip getter. Mm-hmm. So he will be starting, I think. And uh, but we'll, I I'm assuming that Jay and Momdi are gonna play most of the minutes.
1: Yeah. I'd agree with that. I just think it's kind of the natural progression. Mm -hmm. You know, like they're, you know, more athletic, can do more things. And, you know, not to say they all don't have their role. If we're going up against a team with a true center, there's Mm -hmm. not many of those teams left, just the way basketball has evolved. But, you know, if that's the case, Jack Salt's the guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, if we play a team like North Carolina, Jack will probably play a little bit more just because North Carolina likes to play a true center, Mm -hmm. uh, usually at all times for some reason. Yeah. and uh jack can match up really well with that so i mean we'll see what happens and who we play in the tournament but it, even if we get north carolina we wouldn't get them until the championship so we won't know until next saturday if we get there so. yeah hopefully hopefully <laughs> we'll see um but yeah i should we do a since we're already talking about jay huff you want know, to do a jay huff segment yeah real let's quick? Just, yeah let's do it okay jay huff uh, as we already said fit 13 minutes nine points he was uh three of four from the field with all of his uh, points coming from the three-point line uh, he had one rebound one assist no turnovers two blocks one steal and three fouls the only thing concerning about this are the fouls i mm-hmm. would say but a couple of them were a little ticky tacky fouls so i'm not too concerned about it and uh his blocks were good he let out his primal scream after one yeah point, which that, great. that one was yeah great. <laughs> yeah he just he just came over braxton and uh swatted into the stands which was awesome but, yeah, Jay, Jay's here, man. Yeah. He's a difference maker. I mean,
1: he's a 15 minute a game type of guy, which, you know, on average, you know, in the non conference play, he really mm-hmm. wasn't playing that much, at least against the good teams. Yeah. You know, he's played, I think, three or four less games than everyone else because uh-huh. he, I don't, I want to say he didn't play against Wisconsin, didn't play against Maryland. You know, he Probably. didn't play in every game to start the season. And then now, then he became like a seven, eight minute a game guy. Mm-hmm. Then he became like an 11, 12 minute a game guy now he's kind of hovering around that 15 minutes a game Mm -hmm. you know it's it's slow and it's something you don't always notice Mm -hmm. but like when you kind of just look at the trends he's come a long way since the start of the season I mean I was in the camp that you know when ACC play was starting I wasn't sure if he was ever going to have a role on this team yeah just because he had been there for two and a half years at that point and Mm -hmm. hadn't done much and Tony Bennett hadn't shown trust in him and now he is starting to show some trust in him, especially late in games, which I think is probably the most telling thing that we can take from this.
0: You know, I do want to say that in the non-conference slate, he didn't play in three games. He didn't play, and you you said it right: Maryland, Wisconsin, and the third one was South Carolina. Gotcha. Um, and so, though, and those were our our three quadrant one mm-hmm. non-conference games, and so he didn't play in those most important games that we had during the non-conference schedule but as soon as ACC play started he started to play more he's played in every single ACC game so far uh his lowest minute total was against Notre Dame and that was three minutes and yep. that was at home and I'm not sure why he didn't play that much then uh not a good matchup he only played five against Virginia Tech as well
1: but then that's when it started that, it's, but, it's but trend.
0: it started well his the game after well he no the game before actually he played at at Clemson he had he had uh ten minutes and he had eleven points. So gotcha. it was that was when he started to come out. Yeah. And it was uh Clemson, Virginia Tech, Duke, he had a good game, but he didn't, you know, play a lot in Wake Forest, Notre Dame, North Carolina State. That was kind of the the stretch where he had a really good quality minutes mm-hmm. played. So I think he's here. I'm excited to see what he can do in the tournament and hopefully, you know <laughs> hopefully announcers start being like oh, you know, he can make those threes. It's not like, wow, look at yeah. him go. <laughs> well, in the season, Good he's shooting him. like 50% from
1: three, like limited sample. That's the thing is like he can shoot, but he doesn't always shoot a lot. Yeah. You know, like him going for three for three yesterday was great, but mm-hmm. like he just doesn't take that many threes a game. Obviously, he can make them.
0: Yeah. Well, he, he shot uh, 52% from the field so far, Uh, from three. Yeah. And uh, he's, you know, 67, 68% from the two over the season so he's doing really well he's yeah. a he's a quality shooter He he's efficient even though he doesn't shoot that much it's probably because he doesn't get that many shots if he played the minutes that you know Kyle did or Ty mm. did not that he can because I don't think he you know big guys play less minutes because yeah. they, they get tired but I think that he would have a lot more shots and Maybe his efficiency would go down, but maybe not. I don't know. I mean, the difference with him is
1: like, there's literally not a shot out there that he can't take. Right. Right. You know, like we haven't seen him. Maybe the the mid range -range. game, maybe the mid range, (laughs) but
0: you know, imagine him pulling
1: up off the (laughs) dribble for a mid range, but he can hit the three, you know, he can do the hook a little bit. He's getting better at that. Obviously he can dunk, you know, he's just a highlight reel type of player. Everything Mm -hmm. he's going to do is going to get people excited. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's come a long way, no
0: doubt. And he's a difference maker. That that's the thing now is that he he was always able to do this, but he wasn't finding time because of his defense. But now mm-hmm. he's he's steady. He can do it, and he's getting those minutes, and it feels good. Yeah, it feels good. It's good to know that we were right all along about him. <laughs> Dustin more than me. <laughs>
1: we I'm still recovering from not thinking Ty Jerome was going to be that good. I'm still so. <laughs> reco- I'm still
0: recovering from when Rob thought that Villanova was going to win the championship again this season yeah Remember that was that? Uh, unc's looking all right though UNC's I, is looking half better. of half of the prediction doesn't look bad UNC's is <laughs> looking better man yeah uh anyway but now now that we're talking about ncaa tournament stuff and we're talking about acc tournament let's talk about our acc tournament that's coming up next week and it starts on tuesday and it's in charlotte at the where, what
1: at the arena in the, charlotte the arena in charlotte where we <laughs> lost know. yeah
0: um spectrum center that's what it's called and uh of course we lost there versus umbc last year so um it'll be weird for the guys to go back and hopefully they don't have like flashbacks or anything because that'd be bad but uh what rob and i are going to do right now is we're, we're i think we're just going to talk about the bracket we're going to go through it and we're going to predict who wins what game and you know what happens so rob you ready to do this yeah let's do it all right so uh, first all, let's just go through the seeds real quick. So, number one, obviously, is us, Virginia, the best team in the ACC, right? Uh, number two is UNC, second best team in the ACC. Even though they claim that they won, did they yeah, really they, win? They'll, they'll it, hang a we, banner, If we but beat them, yeah. it's not the same. I'm sure yeah.
1: we've been on the other side of that before, though. So. Well, we have in, <laughs> in
0: 2008 it, when we... Was that the Singletary? That was a Singletary yeah. year, and we actually tied with unc even we though they beat, they beat us that year so <laughs> anyway anyway we're not gonna we're not gonna mention that but uh unc duke is three florida state is the four seed so they get the last double bye, which is huge because i don't
1: they kind of snuck in there they I did feel like like well, they
0: had that really bad
1: stretch after starting yeah. out well
0: i might be wrong but i don't think a team that hasn't gotten the double bye has won the acc tournament since we moved to 15 teams yeah. I I, I can't I, confirm, but that I, can't sounds confirm right. it.
1: I think I think I'm correct. I think Notre Dame went to the championship one year without a double buy. But Bonte? I think they lost. Yeah, yeah, I think they
0: lost to Duke. Yeah. Yeah. That was in um uh, 2017. Our our fourth year. Yeah. I
1: won yeah, 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 that sounds right.
0: But yeah, I don't think any team that hasn't gotten the double buy has won. So that's just something to keep in mind. Anyway, so those fourteen, it's super. It's super important to get the double buy. Mm-hmm. It's so important because you play one less game. You only have to play three games to win the ACC tournament. Yeah, while well, everyone else doesn't necessarily. I mean, if you if you're more, the if you're the last five seeds, you have to play five games to win the yeah. ACC tournament, <laughs> which is crazy. Good luck. Um. Anyway, so uh, Florida State's the four. Virginia Tech is the five. Now, Virginia Tech and Florida State, of course, were playing for that last double buy seed. It went to overtime. Tech ended up losing, so they get the 5 seed. Uh, Syracuse is 6, Louisville 7, NC State is 8, and Clemson is 9. And then for the bottom feeders, we've got Boston College at 11. Oh, no, sorry. Georgia Tech at 10, BC at 11, Miami at 12, Wake Forest at 13, Pitt at 14, and of course, Notre Dame at 15. So, the first round is going to be on Tuesday. It's going to start at noon. Uh, So, that'll be fun. And Hopefully i'll get to watch i i won't be able to watch because i'll be at work teaching so i won't be able to watch any of it but hopefully i can keep keep up with it yes yeah. i love the a c c tournament was- i went i went when it was in d c um and rob was there too Like yeah. he was working
1: no i'm totally team move acc tournament to, to washington dc, D.C. at it all it makes time. so much sense it does it makes so much it's sense. more central it is
0: for especially for us now great location and we live here you know like so a <laughs> lot
1: like just super central to everything yeah but anyway but anyway <laughs> i'm pro um, dc acc tournament
0: yeah it's coming back in a couple years yeah anyway like two years in two years yeah um but going off that we're going to go through the bracket now and i think we start with the first day uh on tuesday and the matchups are Miami versus Wake Forest at noon Georgia Tech versus Notre Dame at 2 and then Boston College versus Pitt at 7 um some bad games here i, <laughs> I don't maybe i'm glad i'm not watching them because these games can get ugly sometimes on the on the tuesday yeah. <laughs> but um the arena's empty <laughs> no like, one's there <laughs> oh my god imagine being Notre Dame and buying tickets to go see your team in charlotte that would suck or imagine being miami
1: or wake forest having to play tuesday at noon like more uh, power to those fans that power. show up
0: i mean hopefully when i'm older and i'm retired i can just go to all these random basketball games yeah that's what i would do i mean the when i when i went uh my third year i just bought a I bought the whole booklet and i went to every single game yeah. it was awesome it was great it was a little too much basketball though <laughs> It was a little too much. But it was fun. Um anyway, let's let's go through okay. these games. Uh so the first one is Miami at Wake Forest. Who you got? I'll take Miami there. Uh I think I would go with Wake Forest actually. Okay. I think Miami is uh down on its luck, you know. Chris likes is good, but Wake Forest I think just is, I like them better. Okay. And I don't really I mean it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't I, really have a reason. <laughs> I think that I think either of them are gonna be. My lose. gut says Miami. My gut says Wake. All right, so okay. we'll we'll see what happens. Anyway next one is georgia tech versus notre dame
1: i have to give the nod to georgia tech i just feel bad for notre dame i'm
0: gonna go with the upset i'm gonna say notre dame okay i I mean
1: i like mike bray is awesome i I do like mike bray
0: i like john mooney a lot he's a heck of a player um he's basically the only one on that team so they're Mm -hmm. all coming back next year so notre dame might be better next year yeah we'll see um then the next one is boston college versus pitt at seven um I'd go with BC here. Yeah, I'd go with BC. Uh, Just because of Kai Bowman is good. Uh, He can carry that team. But otherwise, I I think Pitt is bad. (laughs) (laughs) Pitt is bad. Okay, so that's Tuesday. We got through that. That was good. Um, Now, the second round is what we really care about because this is going to set up the semifinal games. So the second round, first game is the game that UVA fans care about the most, NC State versus Clemson. And this is at noon. And it's the 8-9 game and the winner will play UVA at 12:30 on Thursday. So, let's stay I want to actually dive in a little bit more to this. So, Rob, what do you think is going to happen with Clemson versus NC State? It's tough.
1: I I don't really know cuz we beat Clemson pretty bad at the beginning of the year. We beat them 63-43. Yeah. And then I'm um, trying to pull up the NC State score. I want to, I want to say we beat them we, pretty bad. No we, no, we went
0: to overtime. Oh, that's right. That's
1: right. <laughs> we that went, shows where I've been in the like past. That was a horrible game. God, so that was right before. That's right, because that was right before the Miami yeah, game. Yeah, we only beat them by one. I mean, by virtue of transitive property, maybe Clemson or NC State. Mm-hmm. I don't know, though. I don't know. I can't say I've seen either of them play within the past two or three weeks. Uh, so I'll, I'll trust your opinion here, Dustin.
0: Uh, I think NC State has the the better chance of winning, but Clemson's like sneaky good because Clemson's got some good players in Elijah Thomas and Marquise Reed. Um Sheldon Mitchell's good too. But North Carolina State, they've got players like Torin Dorn, Markel Johnson, um Braxton Beverly. So they um I think this is basically a toss up, honestly. I, I really don't think it matters who I think we'll beat whoever comes out of you, yeah, agree. Uh because that the nc state game was really it started kind of us and i talked to us a little bit on thursday but it started a stretch where we had a couple bad games in a row that was the nc state miami at home notre mm-hmm. dame at home uh those three games really we didn't play that way but we had a lot of turnovers with the hurt or missing <laughs> ty drome and yeah, those. yeah exactly um ty was hurt against nc state mm-hmm. missing against miami so yeah i i think um i i think i would take i'm gonna say nc state but i don't know
1: yeah i i i don't know i think i'll I'll roll with i think i
0: would prefer clemson to win though just because i think they're a uh, clemson's a worse shooting team from the three and nc state is better and that's kind of our weakness is the three-point shot so i think i would prefer clemson to win just because i think it would be a better matchup for us but i don't know yeah honestly don't know okay Oh, great. We're going to move on. <laughs> uh, the next game is at 2, and Virginia Tech, that's the Virginia Tech game, and they're going to play either Miami or Wake Forest. And we had that split, but I don't think it matters because yeah, I think Virginia I Tech wins that game. I Virginia the right Tech. Way. I like Buzz, man, and they've... I, he should I, get ACC coach of the year yeah I, I agree especially for what he's done with um, Justin, Justin Robinson. Robinson yes exactly and without you know
1: Chris Clark and mm-hmm. uh Landers Nollis yeah that yeah. other guy yeah like
0: <laughs> I mean he's those
1: too, are three players he's you know too smart for, <laughs> for tech <laughs> I mean think about it though that's 20% of your team right yeah. there that you know and you thought you'd be able to have and, and didn't
0: and contributors too like yeah. Chris Clark and Justin Robinson are probably their two Best players include if you put Kerry Blackshear up there too. Yeah, are two most important players. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, they've got a lot of great players they now. Do. Even you know Ty Outlaw can shoot. You know Nikhil Alexander Walters good. Um, is Justin
0: good. Ahmed no Ahmed Hill yeah is a and dirty they still got shooter. good players. Yeah. Great
1: coach. Yeah, I think Virginia Tech wins. Yeah. for me against Miami, against you against Wake Forest doesn't yeah. matter. Tech it doesn't moves matter. On.
0: I think moves Tech moves on at too. Uh, the next one is Louisville versus Notre Dame or Georgia Tech, and once again, I think that. Louisville crushes whoever comes out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, Louisville looked really good against us. They looked locked in. They looked like they were prepared. They they they've had a lot of adversity this season too. You know, they they have a new coach. Um, they've a lot of new changes coming in, but. They're, they're really looking like they're peaking at kind of the right time yeah
1: well they were up and then they were down for like a couple of weeks after, it was after they, the dude yeah exactly i don't know game. what happened in that locker room halftime against duke <laughs> but something weird happened <laughs> something's in some the water do some i don't know i'm
0: telling you chris mack is some sort of evil wizard on twitter <laughs> yesterday i love doing i this was i was proud of this i was doing all these things i was saying chris mack looks like and my favorite one was uh, Chris Mack looks like a mortician yeah. who enjoys his job <laughs> a little too much. I saw that one. Uh, I also said Chris Mack looks like a doctor who is really nice to your parents, but makes you uh, have a shot every single time that you go in, if, even if you don't need it. Yeah. And yeah. on the pod before, I said that he looks like a dentist who steals your teeth on purpose <laughs> and then kills you. <laughs> uh, Either way, he's doing an okay job He's a creepy there. guy, but yeah. he, he's doing okay. Uh, but anyway, I think Louisville moves on to the semifinals i do
1: too which oh no quarterfinals sorry yeah uh
0: and then last game at nine syracuse versus the winner of pitt boston college um and i i think i think we're going straight chalk here i think syracuse is gonna yeah. win the
1: syracuse acc tournament and ncaa tournament they're just yeah. so unique a team and Beheim can coach and they've just got length and athleticism you know that. Which would set up, we'll get to this eventually, but it could set up an interesting quarterfinals game.
0: And I think there's so much parity between the second day participants and the first day participants. Like those bottom five teams are really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we're talking NC State, Clemson, Virginia Tech, Louisville, Syracuse. They're all pretty good. Those are all, uh, well, not all of them, but NC State and Clemson are bubble teams. Tech, Mm -hmm. Louisville, and Syracuse will make.
1: Those are good teams. I, I would say all of which were ranked at some point. I would say season.
0: probably two of those teams at least will make second weekend of the NCAA tournament. Yeah. If not all of them. Of course it's a crapshoot, so who can take? Yeah. Who can say but all of them have a legitimate chance? Oh, they all so. have a chance. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, so we're moving on to the quarterfinals and the first game up at twelve thirty, perfect time on a Thursday, twelve thirty to watch a basketball game. Virginia versus the winner of NC State Clemson. Um who you got, Rob? I mean, Virginia. I'm actually checking my <laughs> calendar right now, so I, I want to see if
1: I have a meeting during that game. Oh no! That because would suck. Uh, potentially, potentially, hopefully, no. Well, I'll be. Uh, that'll be.
0: I was just telling Rob earlier. I've got a planning period that for to plan grade, plan lessons, but. It might be spent watching part of that game. Yeah, Don't I've, got tell a my hold,
1: I've got a hold on my calendar for my that principal. afternoon, so hopefully that doesn't go through. <laughs> I unfortunately have no say in that. But just uh, <laughs> to uh, hold in your lap I Just tell my boss, hey, I, I know you're a Michigan fan, but uh, <laughs> Virginia's playing. Anyway, Virginia's going to win. Um, They'll take whether it's NC State or Clemson. We decided on NC State. Is that right? I think
0: we... I think I said NC State, and, and I, I think agreed. you had nothing to yeah. say about
1: it. I Virginia's going to win. Okay. All right. So which brings us to the next game, Florida State and Virginia Tech. which At 2.30. Yeah, which is going to be – I'm excited about that game. Yeah, this is if, the, if it happens, yeah, I'd it's be a, excited about it. It's a
0: rematch of that game that sent Florida State to the uh, double bye, which is you know huge, but this time it's on a neutral site instead of at Florida State, which I think mm-hmm. is big for Tech. Um, I think Tech wins this one. I Honestly. actually think they do too. Yeah. I I'm a, my only hesitation
1: is that Tech plays the day before. Yeah. And this hypothetical matchup
0: um I think it depends on how close that game is because if they're up big and Tech can easily blow out either Miami or Wake Forest. Yeah. Um so I think that you know, they what what the game looks like the day before really depends mm-hmm. on how they're going to play the next day.
1: Yeah. No, I believe in bias and I just think there's more star power on Tech and just more to get excited about mm-hmm. and yeah, I take Virginia Tech.
0: J- just for some uh, clarification, Tech beat Miami by fourteen at home, and they. Who who's the other team they play? Uh, Te- uh, Miami and Wake Forest. Wake, wait, 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 wait. What was the bracket? Yeah, yeah. We said, oh, Miami are, yeah, no. Hold on.
1: Virginia Tech would play Miami. Miami or Wake Forest. Yeah. Right.
0: Okay. Sorry. I got confused. <laughs> yeah. And they beat Wake Forest by t- uh, 16 at home. Yeah. So I, mean, I think Tech's going to win. I think they can beat. And I think one of those they'll teams. beat Florida State after.
1: Okay. I'm, I'm with you on that.
0: I think, yeah, I think they beat Florida State. I think Florida State, they're a good team, but they're always athletic and Tech is good on defense. So mm-hmm. um, I think Tech matches up really well with Florida State. And Ho- I think they're going to move on to the semis against us virginia so right, that could be interesting that would be an interesting game but let's move on to the quarterfinals where we've got north carolina and we're gonna say that Louisville's gonna be there to play them at seven o'clock who do you have winning because because louisville blew out unc the first time at unc yeah and then carolina i think carolina beat them the second
1: time yeah i Did, think yeah um no i mean north carolina north carolina let's say unc is playing some of the best basketball in the country right now mm-hmm. you know you People talk about Gonzaga. I still haven't seen Gonzaga play yet. Yep. You know, I'll just take everyone's word that they're the one seed. I don't know. You know, that's a debate Gonzaga's for another. Good. That's Gonzaga's a debate good. for another day. Um, <laughs> but no, listen. Like North Carolina is playing some of the best best basketball in the country right now. Mm-hmm. You know, UVA, UNC. Those are probably in my Gonzaga. mind. Gonzaga. I still haven't seen Gonzaga play, but you know some of the best basketball in the country right now. Nuance looked awesome against Duke yesterday. Duke was shorthanded, yeah, but without Bolden for a lot of it, without Zion, but mm-hmm. Kobe White's awesome. This year Little is finally, you know, carving out a role a little bit. Nasir plus Little's you have good. Plus you have the seniors, you know, you have the Kenny Williams, you have the Luke Mays. Guys who Cam, have been there. Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson's awesome too. He's so good. He's, there's he, so much talent. Cam
0: Johnson is is so much better than when he was at Pitt. I mean, at Pitt he was a good shooter. But now he he's a good distributor. He can mm-hmm. rebound. He and he's even even better shooter now. Yeah. So, um, still has a baby face. But uh, North yeah, Carolina so,
1: might win that game by ten
0: or fifteen. Like I, I think I think it'll be closer than that. But I think North Carolina pulls it out. Yeah, um, simply because I think Louisville will be more tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, which moves us to the nine o'clock game on Thursday, which is Duke versus. Syracuse which is uh well we're saying it's gonna be Syracuse it's probably gonna be Syracuse mm-hmm. Duke versus Syracuse at nine who do you have and we're assuming well okay Kay said that Zion's gonna play but we don't yeah. know <laughs> is he still in stage four or four of that recovery or is he actually gonna play so we're not gonna know until probably next week sometime uh but if Zion does play who do you have
1: I mean if Zion does play, it's Duke. Yeah. If Zion doesn't play, it's kind of a toss up. I think
0: it's a toss up if Zion doesn't play. Especially I, if they don't have Marquise Bolden too. Yeah. Because he had a I think they said it is an MCL sprain. Yeah. Uh which is kind of bad, I think. Yeah. But um it didn't look pretty. Last it didn't night. look good, no. But I think I think it's a toss up because Syracuse the zone is difficult. And they beat and, Duke. Yeah. Already. Yeah, they beat Duke uh once. Yeah. yeah. And Duke beat him the second time. But yeah, I think I think it's an interesting game. I think that either team could win, especially if Zion does not play. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, just probability. You know, I go Duke. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duke would be my pick, but you know, it's it's a toss up. Let's, Zion's not playing.
0: Let's believe the Rat King Shoshovsky, and let's say <laughs> that Duke wins. Okay, okay, I'm on board with that. So we've actually got in the semifinals, Virginia versus Virginia Tech, and UNC versus Duke. I That's like a it. good day of basketball right there. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, So the Virginia-Virginia Tech game would be at 7 on Friday. And who do you have winning that game?
1: It. I mean, you have to say UVA yeah. just because they've done it already. Mm-hmm. I And Tech has already played another game, one more game than mm-hmm. UVA has in this scenario. I will say I've always believed it's hard to beat a team three times mm-hmm. in a season. And yeah. I really have no data to support that.
0: We did it. Yeah. We did it versus Pitt. Um, our first year, I think, when okay. when we won the ACC tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we played Pitt yeah, twice that right. year, and that's then right. we we had the we we beat them in the tournament again. Yeah, uh, I feel like we did it again, maybe against Louisville.
1: I might have been it. We beat Louisville so much;
0: <laughs> it's hard to keep track. <laughs> I don't know after all this time of how much we beat Louisville, but. <laughs> But yeah, I, it is hard to beat a team three times, especially it's un, it's unusual that you play a team three yeah. times. Uh, I think that UVA would win again, because once again, our our uh, games versus Tech, you know, the first one was not close. Mm-hmm. We won by 22 at home. Uh, the second one was much closer, but we ended up winning by six away. So both good games. Split the difference. Yeah. Yeah we win by 10 or so yeah and
1: i mean you look at the games we would hypothetically be playing before i think virginia tech florida state it would be a lot closer than mm-hmm. uva versus we're saying nc state i think so, so too and
0: florida state's a physical team they're big exactly. they're physical they're athletic so hopefully tech would be tired at that point hopefully uva has some fresher legs mm-hmm. and also i think tech's tech's uh lineup is a little shorter than uva so they're gonna be playing more people they're trying to get to the next game yeah i think uva is gonna have a better time of Maybe getting some other people in, like maybe playing Jack a little bit more, playing playing Kihei a little bit more, even mm-hmm. maybe throwing Marco in a little bit, yeah. Uh, if nah. if necessary, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I think it's just it's just difficult in the tournament because you've got to play three day three games in three days, yeah, and you've got to have some fresh legs somewhere. And I think it actually wouldn't surprise me if Marco played like five minutes in that first game. I'd be very surprised. It, well, especially if we're up big. Well, if we're up big, if we're up big, yeah, I think Marco plays a lot. A we'll lot see. more than usual. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, uh, so that that's the first game. And the second game would be UNC-Duke, part three. Mm-hmm. UNC swept them in the regular season. Now, if Zion is playing, which we are assuming, I think Duke wins.
1: See, i got to go North Carolina. Again? Like, even if Zion is playing, this guy hasn't played basketball in two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. And now you're asking him to play a second game in as many days. K says he still hasn't been that on Monday that he'll be playing with contact for the first time it's just hard to see Z- even if zion's playing mm-hmm. it's hard to see him having the type of impact that we saw earlier in the season okay. you know second game back and listen i think i think zion can play i think they're being overly precautious mm-hmm. i really want him to come back i think he's going to come back and i, if- I, I want
0: to see him in the ncw tournament so do i especially i want to see him on the opposite side of the bracket in exactly. from- <laughs> the ncw tournament don't put him as the two seed Dude, in our bracket <laughs> they, they won't actually do that because of the the bracketing okay. rules. That's do, you, do you know the bracketing rules? No, no. So there's some bracketing rules, and I'm I'm probably a little bit wrong on this, but I don't think that in the top four seeds, you, you 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 try not to put teams from the same conference as the one, two, three, or four. Okay. You try and move them around. That makes sense. Especially yeah. we've already played twice. Especially we've played twice. Um, the the and the tournament the tournament committee tries to do that so that you 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 get a different feel for everything yeah that um, makes sense i think that's one of the rules i hope um, it's one of the rules <laughs> I, i'm not positive i i think i heard that somewhere yeah
1: but listen north carolina's played so great um the past couple weeks they've beat duke pretty soundly twice you know even if zion's playing mm-hmm. i just don't think it's going to be the same impact that we saw earlier in the season i think okay. north carolina wins it
0: yeah okay interesting i mean unc does match up really well with duke Uh, Just because they play bigger, they have they have that athleticism on UNC to run with them a little bit. And let me just say the game the game last night was really fun to watch. I mean, they were running up and down the court. They were throwing up layups. They were they were doing all this stuff that we never see because we just slow the game (laughs) down so much. But it was really fun to watch. And UNC, we did a really good job of running against Duke, and Duke was also trying to run, and they got some. But UNC was just. Faster, better. Mm-hmm. They were just throwing so many guys out there, and uh, I can see, I can see that. You know, uh, fun fact: Nasir Little shut down Zion in the McDonald's All American game, playing defense on him. Really? Yeah. So, okay. and they haven't gotten a chance to play against each other yet. So, yeah. we'll see what happens. If he plays, I, I think it's a lo- I think it's close.
1: Oh, I, I think it's close either way. If he
0: doesn't, I know. If he doesn't play, I think UNC wins pretty convincingly.
1: Okay. All right. So that. So. So, I guess, what's what's your pick here?
0: I'm going to, I'll go with your gut and say UNC, but I, I'm leaning more towards Duke.
1: Okay. Well, we can play multiple scenarios Okay, here. we can. Because we only have one game left. Yeah, that's, that's the true.
0: championship game. Which is at 8.30 on Saturday, March 16th, in Charlotte. Everyone should try and go if they can. I probably can't go, but everyone should try <laughs> and go if they can. Rob, what do you think is going to happen? Uh... It's- it's Virginia's Virginia, going to win Virginia versus UNC or Duke
1: I will say again under the same logic that I had with this potential UNC versus Duke matchup I think UVA beats Duke if Duke is in there because whether if they don't have Zion it's a different team mm-hmm. and if they do have Zion then all of a sudden now he's played three games in three days mm-hmm. it's just a different team I think if it's UVA versus Duke UVA wins and
0: we're talking about we're talking about shortened rotations Duke has a short rotation yeah. Kay
1: refuses mean- to play anybody who wasn't a five-star right. for whatever
0: <laughs> reason. And, and especially if they don't have Bolden, yeah. they're going to have to play DeLore a lot. They're going to have to play um, Alex O'Connell a lot. Uh, Jack White's going to have to play a lot. They might have to even play Goldwire, or God forbid, Joey Baker. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I know that made you angry. It kind of made me yeah. angry too. Yeah, like, let, What's the point? Let me go on a rant about this, because I've ranted about this on Twitter, but Coach K Burns, this kid's uh, red shirt, Joey Baker, and he's only played in eleven minutes in three games yeah. since he burned it. He's had no points. He has about, I think, four fouls, maybe two rebounds. So mm-hmm. he hasn't it's, done anything. It's just pointless. And K K came out with a statement the other day that said, "Oh, he's changed the dynamic and yeah, yeah. the, the new practice, attitude, a new and attitude." And I'm like, "Are you serious that's, right now?" That's BS. And <laughs> it, it just it's it's upsetting because you K know, was always about you know the players and and staying four years and he's changed everything and he has made a deal with the devil so that he can live forever deal with himself yeah <laughs> uh, he's gonna well he's gonna live forever now so it's okay but he i think he's not he's not the same and it's mm-hmm. disappointing to see that joey baker is going to have his career altered significantly yeah because of that decision
1: yeah and can we also just talk about the the talk that Trey Jones was Duke's most important player? Can mm-hmm. we just put that to rest? <laughs> like, geez, like don't overthink things, people. Zion like,
0: is Duke's best and most important yeah, player. Like, don't overthink
1: things. Let's let's just put that to bed now. Yeah.
0: I mean, Javin Delore is a really good rim protector, but Zion is next level yeah. rim protector. Like, he alters everything. And without him, Duke's a different team. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly. They they have trouble getting inside without RJ Barrett. You know, R.J. Barrett was in foul trouble yesterday uh, against UNC, and so he had to kind of slow down what he was doing a little bit because he had three charges Mm -hmm. (laughs) called against him. And so it changes everything. But if Zion's there, I mean, he's just a truck; He just runs through everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And he's quick and he's nimble. He's an amazing player. I think with him, uh, I hate hate to say it, but they might beat us again, Uh, especially if if he doesn't play. If he's on a minutes restriction, Mm mm-hmm. I think, which is what I think they might do in the first two games, especially. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be super close. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that Duke can hit 60% of their no, threes again because no. they, they suck at shooting threes. They're really bad at it. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they don't they do not do that again. But I think UVA can beat either UNC or Duke. Yeah. I, I, I might actually prefer to play Duke over UNC. Oh, I would prefer to play Duke. It's I think, funny. Yeah. I think UNC's peaking right now. They they're finding themselves. I think that they're hitting their stride at just the right time and they're looking really scary right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's funny. I think you
1: and I have like two different perceptions of Duke right now mm-hmm. a little bit. Like I just don't think they're going to win this tournament. Yeah. I don't think they're going to beat North Carolina if that mm-hmm. comes to that. I don't think they beat us. Yeah. I I just don't think Zion will have the same impact if he comes.
0: I I think you're right. I actually agree with you on that. But
1: I, god virginia north carolina that would be a terrific final that's what it would be just like how it was and that's uh, what it was last year yeah and then and even, the year before that and <laughs> what was it 2016 our third year it was uh, that uh yeah when we in dc yeah. it was you yeah. and uva north carolina and like that's just gonna i mean those are two of the best teams in the country right now i remember in 2016 because i was covering that game both coaches said well tony bennett didn't say it because he's too humble but mm-hmm. roy's like yeah like I think those are the two best teams in the country right now. Yeah, and we played. we
0: both ended up getting one seeds, even yeah. though we lost.
1: And last year, same game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think that'd be a terrific game. I think whoever wins that game, it has more to do with what happened the day before. Yeah. If Duke North Carolina would be a you know grinded out claw fight, then yeah. and we get and past Virginia Tech by ten, I think that, that matters a, significantly. That is a
0: physical rivalry game. Yeah. I, I mean, ours if we if we play virginia tech they're going to be scrappy too and they're going to fight for it uh-huh. um florida state is also a tough draw because because they're tall and athletic and big and they've got like a 10 man rotation that they play yeah um but i think i think either way you know it doesn't matter who you play in this acc tournament when you get to the final you're going to be tired you're going to mm-hmm. have to make plays you're going to have to you know find that last battery juice and suck it up because yeah. you're going to hurt and it's going to suck but, yeah. but, um, I think I'd much rather be on our side of the bracket than the other side. Cause I like Louisville, Syracuse, UNC and Duke, that's tough. <laughs> that's yeah, tough. Right they've there. all presented us with
1: different and difficult matchups this mm-hmm. season. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, going back to who I think the winner is, you know, when we go through this exercise, mm-hmm. if it's UVA, North Carolina, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess give the edge to UVA just cause I think their road is a little bit easier. Yeah. But if it's UVA Duke, I think UVA wins.
0: I think if it's UVA UNC, it's a toss-up. I think if UNC wins and we lose, I think UNC and UVA get a one seed. Yeah, agreed. I think if I think if you I think UVA is a lock for one seed no matter what. I think as long as you get past that first. I think if we make. I think if we make if we lose even if we lose in the semifinals, I think we're locked for a one seed. I agree. I think if we play Duke in the semifinal or in the championship game. I think Duke still has a chance to get a one seed, even though they're on the two line right now, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because especially, it depends on if Zion's back. Yes. Really, all of this changes if, if Zion plays or not. Like, See, I'm the opposite. <laughs> I think in the NCAA tournament it changes, but I don't think it changes
1: that much after, like, towards the end. I just don't think Zion's going to have the same impact later well, if in the ACC well,
0: tournament. I, I, if he plays in the ACC tournament, it, that sets up really nicely for the NCAA yeah. And it
1: also will give the committee reason to, to bump up a one their seed. seed.
0: Yeah, it would. Yeah, I think that's it. So either UVA is the champion or if we're not. Yeah. Those are the two <laughs> outcomes that we're gonna have. <laughs> I think that's what we're saying. But it's gonna be a fun tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know if you're going because that would be sweet. Rob and I would love to go, but not this year, unfortunately. Yeah, maybe sadly. maybe next year. Maybe where's it some... next year? I think it's in Charlotte again, or is it I think it's in is Maybe
1: I know they rotate. I don't Wait, know. Let me
0: let me look really quick. So then, while 2020. we're looking at
1: Twenty. Dustin's got this yeah right, I guess the google close now. the
0: google machine says it's in Greensboro okay so it's in Greensboro
1: so one thing I want to bring up and just because like I feel like there's a large difference of opinion and people kind of feel strongly each mm-hmm. way is kind of the whole Ty Jerome conundrum yes I feel like we it. should just talk about let's, this and let's, address, let's the the address the elephant in the room Address
0: just the elephant in the room just the tie in the room um <laughs> he's leaving that yeah, that that's it i mean gone. i don't think there's any debate on this yeah <laughs> rob do you want to what's your why, why do you think he's leaving first i so i think
1: we all knew at the beginning of the season deandre hunter was leaving yes that this was you know he's just too good not to too much potential not to mm-hmm. so then i guess kind of midway through the season you know we talked to a lot of people and you could kind of hear the buzz that hey like Ty Jerome might leave. You know, there's just kind of... We've got some sources, uh, too. <laughs> but there's just kind of the talk that, like, hey, like, you know, this could be a real thing. Yeah. And then the more the more people I talk to, and then the more the more I watch Ty Jerome play, especially what he did against Louisville, mm-hmm. and we, I know you have a lot of opinions on this, too. I yeah. just, I just, it just feels 100% right, you know? Yeah. I trust the people we talk to. I trust my gut. Like, I just think he's gone, and... Which, to me, just makes this year all the more important because, like, not to say a window won't open again, but, Mm -hmm. like, this is it, man. Like, this is the team. Like, if you want to do Final Four or more, like, this is it, man. Yeah,
0: I agree with you. And I think that, yeah, I I was talking, we were talking about this right before we started recording, and I I talked about this on, um, on Twitter last night with some other people as well, that Ty, I think... He hasn't not his ceiling. He hasn't hit his ceiling, but there's not much more he can do in college that's gonna boost his stock up, Mm -hmm. right? He's not gonna get more athletic. He's not gonna get you know faster, or he's not gonna be able to jump higher. But what he can do is shoot really well. He's a good distributor. He's got a good feel for the game. He is smart Mm -hmm. with the ball. He's a great player, and you, you he's not gonna be able to get those stats up any more than they already are, right? He is shooting really well this season he's shooting 42 percent from three he's shooting 43 percent in in the conference he's shooting 74 percent of his free throws uh he has a really good assist rate it's one of the best in the country mm-hmm. uh, in the conference it actually is the best in the country at 35.6 assist rate I just think that there's no way that he can boost that up more than what it already is mm-hmm. and so there's no reason for him to stay another year because he's not going to get any better. Yeah. The, the, he can only go down from here in college. Yeah. And if he gets hurt or if he doesn't play as well, that's going to lower his stock. And that's potentially millions of dollars lost for him. Mm-hmm. So I think that the smart thing for him, and this is not to say that this is a done deal, but I think if, unless something horrible happens again. I hope not. Like last, I know. I hope not either. But I think unless something like that happens, he's got to go because he... He can, if he's in the late 20, he's, if he's drafted in the late first round 20s, maybe even early like guaranteed teens, money. guaranteed money, Uh, it's, it's about one point, it's more than 1.6 or 1.7 million dollars a year for three years. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got to go and he's got to take that chance and staying in college is not going to help him at all. Yeah. He's got to think about his future. Yeah.
1: And one thing that like, I know I saw some people yesterday talking They're like, oh, well like we don't know about Kyle Guy, which I think we should bring up Kyle Guy in a bit, yeah. but They're like, oh well, like we don't know if Kyle Guy's gonna go. Like maybe he and Ty Jerome like stay together. And I'm like, well, I don't think that has any impact on his decision. Mm -hmm. I also think it's worth pointing out that Ty Jerome and DeAndre Hunter are like really, really good friends. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I don't think any of Kyle, either of Kyle Guy's or DeAndre Hunter's decision will play an effect on Ty Jerome's. But if they were to play an effect, then DeAndre Hunter's would have more weight. I think. Yeah. So that's one thing to consider. Um, and then you're exactly right like I'd love for him to come back but like at the same time it's like you know you got to do you man you got to take care of yourself and that could be you know you have two players to clear early for the NBA draft that might be better for the program in the long run yeah and you talked about it DeAndre Hunter's definitely gone so what does this team look like next year Mm -hmm. is Ty Jerome able to replicate his success just him and Kyle Guy without DeAndre Hunter. And it's going to be a very different team next year. It,
0: it would, it would, the answer is probably no because they're going to focus more on Ty and Kyle instead of DeAndre. Mm-hmm. Right? DeAndre get, uh, gets so much attention now for for his athleticism and his pull-up and his three and his his defense. And Ty would probably get a lot of that attention next year because mm-hmm. he's going to be the main guy next year if, if he stayed. Uh, his stock would probably go down. Mm-hmm. And of course, I I'm not an NBA draft guy, so I don't know what the what the guard situation is next year versus this year. But I think that it would be I don't think there's any reason for him to stay. Honestly. Yeah. I think it, it, the smart thing is going to be for him to go. And I hate to say it, I want to see him stay. I'm selfish. I'm a selfish <laughs> fan. But he, uh, what's best for him is to go get the money.
1: Yeah. And the good thing is like the NBA does a great job and better than football or basketball in general does a better job than football of empowering the players. And Mm -hmm. the NBA draft rules is you can go and do the combine. You can do your workouts and still come back to school. And they
0: just changed that. So I, my guess is that he will, that Ty will definitely go to the combine or Kyle guy might go to the combine. I think Kyle will too. Yeah. Uh, Dre, Dre is leaving. Yeah. Dre's done. Done deal. DeAndre is a top. 10, if not a top five pick yep. in the NBA draft. He's going. He's got to go, which is great. So that was DeAndre's last game in JPJ, which is sad. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why he looks so angry in that
1: picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, Dustin was showing me. I didn't notice this picture. I saw it on Street and Law, and I'm sure it's elsewhere. Yeah, But yeah, just the team photo. Mamadi looks like a goober. There, there's, and a then... team, there's a
0: team photo of them uh, holding the trophy, uh, ACC regular season trophy, and they all have pieces of the net. DeAndre looks like... Super sad. Like asleep almost. <laughs> <laughs> uh mommy looks like a goober. Ty is smiling, which I thought was interesting because he never <laughs> smiles. Uh but yeah, they all looked really happy except for Deon DeAndre. So it was sad. I wanna um I wanna compare Ty versus Justin really quickly. Because Justin was the only other guy under Tony Bennett who's left early for the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. And Justin in his junior year um, his third year, he shot 45% from three. And that was amazing. It was much better than he had the year before. The year before, he shot 29%. So he made this huge jump. He was already athletic. He was a pretty good free throw shooter at 78%. So he had all the stuff necessary to be that 3 and D guy in the NBA. But what we didn't look at is in conference play, he only shot... Thirty six percent from three, so yeah. his his threes dropped, and he ended up. He, you know he he's been a player. He's played. He's on the Hawks right now, but he's not playing at the level that people thought he would, especially for a first first round um, draft pick. And uh, but I think Ty has brings a lot more to the table than Justin. Yeah, and right. Ty Ty shoots probably more consistently than Justin. You know, the for his uh, freshman year he shot forty percent his second year he shot uh 38 this year he's shooting 42 percent. he's
1: got range too he, like he there's can, no concern about the longer arc right like there. good guy like he can
0: shoot from freaking half court and make it yeah so yeah he can he's got range and he's also he can dribble yeah justin can dribble yeah, justin yeah. Could not, he could not handle the ball in college yeah. uh, every time he touched it it was like oh god it was please. kind of like the merrill shay please, <laughs> <laughs> please pass the ball don't bring it up the court um but yeah, I think I think that Ty brings a lot more to the table. Even though he's not as athletic, probably he's no, not as, he's not not going to be as good at uh, on defense as Justin was. But he's smart, and I think he's got a better feel for the game. Yeah, definitely, I agree. So I think it's the opinion of the guys in ties that Ty Jerome is leaving mm-hmm. uh, for greener pastures in the NBA. Yeah, so we're set. I hope to see they're greener. Young they better uh, be greener greener in terms of money money yes that's that's what i meant (laughs) (laughs) no i didn't think about that that's funny but yeah i think i think ty's got to go and what do you think about kyle so we we talked a little bit about kyle we we think he'll probably see what the combine is like Mm -hmm. what do you think happens i mean he's such a good
1: shooter and like everyone i i've no no like you i don't watch the nba a ton and i don't i don't really follow it all that much apparently this is a weak draft class that's what they say on espn is that what they're saying is that this is a weak draft class so like maybe there's an opportunity for kyle to enter i ultimately just don't see it i think kyle guy everyone knows he's a shooter everyone knows that's not going to change and listen he's the best shooter at uva during my time i can remember like joe Mm -hmm. harris was great but he was a spot up or pull up shooter Mm -hmm. like the shots he's hitting in the NBA now that he's fading away and going sideways, he didn't hit those at UVA. That, that's new stuff like, for him. That's the type of shots that Kyle Guy is hitting at UVA now. And like even Ty Jerome doesn't really hit those like kind of fading sideways or fading away threes very often. Like Kyle Guy is a unique shooter. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing working against Kyle Guy I think is his size. Yep. You know, he does, he's getting to play bigger. He's done really mm-hmm. well. You know, like I said, that offensive He was arena. our leading rebounder. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's third was. on the team in rebounds right yeah. now. So Yeah, I just, I still think there's more that Kyle Guy can improve on. Uh And, you know, his shot's not going to change. He's always going to get credit for a shot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I think there is more opportunity for him to step up next year, if, you know, he really is the leader of this team.
0: I think, I think Kyle is the pro typical college player. Like, he's like a great college player. Yeah. And, like, he, he probably will make an NBA team. Like, he might be in the G League or he might go overseas. Mm -hmm. But, He's gonna be a better college player than he will a professional player, probably. Mm-hmm. Just just based on like who he is and his size and his skill set. Yeah. I mean he's that's not to say he can't make the NBA. No, though. of course. I think not. he can definitely just
1: as shooting alone, yeah. He can play in the NBA. Now,
0: like DeAndre is pro my guess is he's gonna be a better NBA player than he is. He's his got the potential player. to be. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's he's been compared to Kawhi that's a little bold but it's the hands it's the hand it's size just massive hands yeah um but yeah i think yeah we just wanted to bring that up because a lot of people are i think in denial that ty is gonna leave early. <laughs> but i think he is i think he's got to i don't think there's any question about it yeah it's, there's just some
1: gut feeling i have plus everything else that i've heard yeah rob's I, I got just the think gut gonna, and i just think he's gonna leave yeah like I think it just makes so much sense it and, and, makes
0: more sense than him staying another year yeah, just logically
1: yeah I mean um, good for him, dude. If he does good for him. If you you know, we've done better on the recruiting trail. If all of a sudden mm-hmm. Tony Bennett's like, yeah, like Justin Anderson left early. Look what Malcolm Brogdon and Joe Harris are doing. By the way, I just had two people leave early. Look, look at look at
0: the in from one recruiting class he's had uh DeAndre and Ty develop so well that they leave early, mm-hmm. one year early. Well, for DeAndre two years early. And he's got Kyle and uh Jay Huff who are going to be the leaders of the team next year. Mm-hmm. So he's developing these guys so much that is going to help so much on the recruiting trail. If you yeah. can say, look, I get guys to the NBA, just like everyone else, yeah. and they play really well in the NBA.
1: Yeah, no, for real. Yeah, no, I definitely think that was worth bringing up just because set the record straight. That's what we think. Again, yeah. like I'm not an Adam Shafter. I wouldn't tweet <laughs> out like sources yeah <laughs> uh but no that is
0: what i think we don't have a lot of sources yet we're working
1: on the sources <laughs> if we, you want to be a source we're
0: not a <laughs> dm us we don't <laughs> we don't break news yet we're not a breaking news podcast we just tell our opinions like it is <laughs> um but i think that's all of our basketball talk i'm excited to watch it's march yep. this is march uh and and we i'm excited to watch all the basketball i watched basketball from from noon until 10 o'clock last night yesterday it's i didn't beautiful. leave my couch it's beautiful i ate a lot of junk food it was one it was probably the happiest i've been in a long time so it was wonderful it was a relaxing day i'm excited to do that for the rest of the weekends in March. <laughs> um but i think what we're gonna do now is a football update and we haven't done this in a while there's yeah. not been a lot of football stuff so rob take it away what are is happening in the football world well
1: the big thing that is fun to talk about is the Virginia Tech ticket policy. Yes, I love Carla Williams. Carla, I love Carla Williams. So, in order to get tickets from the school, which is another topic, I don't know if this actually matters, but it's kind of because you can get them from secondhand sources anyway. Yeah. Uh, in order to get tickets from the school for the UVA Virginia Tech game, you have to have been a season ticket holder or donate a hundred dollars to the school to be eligible for purchasing yeah which is just great because trust me i've been and i know you have too to so many of these virginia tech games in charlottesville Mm -hmm. where maybe it's a 50 50 split and that's putting it nicely between Mm -hmm. fans a lot of tech people show up to these games god i just want to beat them so bad
0: they've got nothing else to do yeah (laughs) i guess
1: (laughs) i don't know i I jumped to the yeah pretty quickly there but uh no i mean i think it matters it's i like I like symbols and that's one thing I do like about Bronco Mindenhall. And one thing I like about Tony Bennett too, is that both of them are very symbolic in the way they run their programs. You mm-hmm. know, Tony Bennett with the five pillars, Bronco Mindenhall and just literally everything he does mm-hmm. supposedly has some sort of symbolic reason. I mean, the numbers on the left side of the helmet, because supposedly that's closer to the heart. Right. So your numbers are closer to your heart. <laughs> like it's that type of stuff, but you know, just making the statement like, Hey, we're taking football seriously. And mm-hmm. it, it matters and that's why you know we're building the new facilities like mm-hmm. at some point you know the actions have to back the words and for so many years it would be a lot of words and not much action yeah. so i think this is a great step again i don't know how much of an effect this is really gonna have because like whenever i buy tickets i just buy them on stuff hub I, I think but i
0: think more than anything it sends a message yeah. and it sends a message to tech that says screw you guys <laughs> we're we're gonna start winning these games and we don't want you guys in our stadium when we do yeah and I think that's a great message to send. Uh, I think Carla's trying to make it more of a rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope the fans take notice of that. And I hope the fans stop saying, "Okay, we'll we'll sell these, to, we'll give these away to our Virginia Tech fan friends because we're not going to drive two hours to go see a UVA game." Yeah, you know, I, I hope that fans start to realize, like, hey, we got to start supporting this football team. We've been to bowls back to back years. We won a bowl game last year. Uh, we are trending upwards tech is kind of idle idling and yeah i'm not really sure you know they had all the
1: transfers and it was like oh are they going right. down but now it's like oh well now they look a little more stable yeah. i don't know what's
0: going on with i don't that, know with them either but but we can beat them but this is a message and the message is we are here we are taking notice of the football program we are putting in the effort to be a good football program mm-hmm. so I, I like what Carla Williams is doing. She's great. Yeah, she's I love us, Carla She's Williams. turning us into Georgia, <laughs> except with a better basketball program. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's the dream, man. Georgia football program, UVA basketball program. It's gorgeous. I mean, I that's that's the dream right there. Yeah. But uh another news, I guess, you know, confirmed Bryce Perkins had surgery on his pinky. Mm-hmm. Jeff White had that article this week about Brennan Armstrong, which, you know, get excited about Brennan Armstrong, people. He's going to be a good quarterback for mm-hmm. us. But, yeah, so it was brought up, Brennan Armstrong. They can't really practice with the coaches. They're going through their workouts right now, Mm -hmm. and their conditioning and all that. So they're not really practicing, but Bryce is still kind of working his way back, which, guys, just so stupid. I'm still angry about that play where he hurt his pinky. Yeah. Like, you know, anyway. It's a dead play. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still angry that happened. Um, So... There's that. I don't know. A lot, the big news is the Virginia Tech tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else is just kind of winter workouts. Spring practice starts March 25th. An interesting thing to note about spring practice is that the players have their numbers on the roster still. And the past mm-hmm. two years, they would erase the numbers have from they, the players. Have
0: they earned their
1: numbers already? Well, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know how it's going to work. But currently, players still have their jersey numbers mm-hmm. on... The football roster which is different from what it was before by the way brennan armstrong says he does not want to wear number 98 next year
0: no which is a little disappointing
1: <laughs> kind of was hoping he'd stick uh, it out i, like- I hope lindle stone sticks it out at 36 i hope yeah but- well, <laughs> i'm not
0: sure he's gonna have a choice
1: <laughs> although
0: it depends if he chooses number early yeah. yeah we'll see
1: um so i mean that is interesting which brings up the fact is there going to be a real spring game this year? Is it yeah. going to be a practice like it has been, or is it going to be a real spring game? Have they earned it, Rob? I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. Because it's more fun when you do get yeah. to have a spring game. Yeah, it's cool. And I think the players like it more, too. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know. Bronco it, hasn't said anything it looks on this like, officially.
0: It looks like they're having fun, though. I saw some videos uh, that they had some sort of, like, water-themed... Yeah, it was like, like a tug-of-war. Like, tug-of-war, tug like, like, game kind yeah. of thing. And the players were having fun with it. The coaches were having fun with it. So, it looks like the program's at a place where it's not so much about culture building anymore, but it's about team building, it's about getting this team to where we need to be. So that's yep. exciting. And is there any Is there any re- recruiting news? Nothing new. You know, we have guys on
1: visits. I think we had a five. We, we had a five star. We had a five day. star yesterday. Um. So I, nothing new. There's probably any commitments are going to be kind of early at mm-hmm. this point for the next class. I know also, I think one guy just reclassified that we're chasing. I don't know enough to really elaborate on that, but that would be, <laughs> I think one guy just reclassified to the class of 2019. Okay. So there's, we could potentially maybe add one more. Yeah. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's happening. So we would just take it how it goes. And like, you know, spring practice, we'll start getting reports about who's doing well. Mm-hmm. And you know, you don't want to read too much into spring practice because this is when everyone has like their off season cleanup surgery. So like. Not everyone's going to be playing, you know, people are going to be limited, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it's at least a taste of football, which I love. Yeah. So take what we can get, man. Just, I'm still at the point, man, where it's, I don't know if I'll ever leave, just, man, like any content is pretty much good content. Yeah. Just keep it coming.
0: Uh, One thing about, uh, this is basketball recruiting, but uh, both of our recruits for next year, Casey Morsel and Caden Shedrick, uh, both got Player of the Year awards for their conferences, um, and so... I think that's a really good sign. Case they're both really good players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shedrick is a big guy and Morsel's a guard, so the future's here. Morcel's you know? gonna play next year. Yeah, he's gonna play like a decent I, amount. I next think Shedrick year. might play next year. He's I think a, he'll play. I don't a, know how much. Well, he's a, he's a redshirt candidate because he's a little little thin, but mm-hmm. uh, he he's the he's Mabidi's heir. He is yeah. a mommy oh, type yeah, player yeah. Uh, with a little bit more offense, I think. so
1: also taller. Mody's tall. got the ops, but like just different Cedric's
0: taller, but I think and you know cedric has been playing a lot longer than Mommy had been. Yeah. Mommy had not played basketball a lot before he came here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was at Blue Ridge and then he came to uh, uh, UVA. yeah, that's the name of our school. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, so I but anyway, both of those uh, recruits won player of the year in their conferences, so congrats to them. And uh I I think is that it? Are we are we done?
1: I th- I think we talked about a lot. We talked what about are we a at lot right now. We're, How long have we been going? We're for? At
0: like an hour and uh to 8 minutes right, or an hour good. and 7 minutes, so we're doing okay. Uh you want to give some yells before we head off? Yeah, you want to okay. go first? I do. I want to give my yell out to FSU baseball coach Mike Martin who just won his 2000th game um at FSU. He's been there for about 40 years, I think. And he is, he's the first D1 coach to win 2,000 games in any sport. So congrats to him. Uh, FSU baseball has been good for freaking forever. So uh, congrats to him for winning 2,000 games. I think that's a huge, huge thing for him.
1: Yeah. I'll give mine to Tony Bennett slash team managers (laughs) uh i've got an angle here okay all right uh, i'm listening you want to talk about humility one of the things that uva does is they let like their team equipment managers like also cut down the nets Mm -hmm. and i want to say they might even let the managers go first they went first yeah they went first i just think it's cool man like talk about humility talk Mm -hmm. about all that you know Tony Bennett's an awesome guy. It's
0: ser- it's servanthood. It's all back. It goes back to servanthood. It's what it's what Jack Salt embodies. It's what Tony embodies, and it's what these managers embody too. So they do so much for the team that we don't see, and uh, yeah, so it's great for them to be able to get a piece of that net and remember this memorable season for the rest of their lives. Yeah, and hopefully it keeps going. Hopefully get some more nets. I mean, what is it four in the past six years regular season?
1: I want to say uh, I read that somewhere. Uh, so two in a our, row. Our first year, our second the year, year our
0: our fifth, my fifth year, and then this year. So yeah. four in the past six years. Yeah, which Great. is crazy. But in any case, I think that's all for us today. So thanks for listening once again. It's good to be back, and we'll we'll start doing stuff more regularly. I think. But make sure to follow us on Twitter at Guys and Ties Pod. Make sure to follow us on Snapchat and Instagram at Guys and Ties Pod. Make sure to follow us on iTunes and Podbean if you want to keep listening to Rob and I. And we will see y'all next week. Go Hoos. Win the ACC tournament. right? Right.